On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we start off, we have the Kentucky Derby. We give you our thoughts on how we thought the Kentucky Derby went. We definitely have different opinions, don't we, Joe? Of course. We have different opinions on how the Kentucky Derby went. Um, after that, we'll go into some NBA talk. We, uh, we'll do a little recap and prediction of each series. Um, some are looking better than others. Getting real interesting. Getting real interesting out there. Um, mm-hmm. Then we'll uh, we have a couple of other NBA um, news. We have some uh, some coaching transitions. Uh, let's say surprising coaching transitions. Surprising coaching transitions. Then we get to OT Dish on this day in sports history. Teach y'all a little bit. We got some crazy ones in there this this, this time. There's some out there. There's there's a little a uh, little crazy ones, and then. Uh, then we go into a little bit of NFL news. We we tell you uh, how Joe matched up with Todd McShay and Mel Kiper. Um, that's it's it's interesting. It's surprising. The results may surprise may you. May surprise you. Um, we have the schedule release release. So the release date of the release date. Um, we talk about some of the changes, and then we we end off with some F one F one talk. A little Grand Prix. A little Grand Prix. All right. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to Jam with Josh and Joe. It is Tuesday, May 9th. And Joe, I don't know about you, but Jesus, that Kentucky Derby sucked. It was it was underwhelming. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I lost money. <laughs> I was about to say, it's. are you sure about that? Nobody had Mage. Who the fuck had Mage? <laughs> Mage, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, he came out of nowhere and he fucked everything up. It was not fun. <laughs> Nobody liked it. The only people who liked it were the fucking Venezuelan jockey and trainer that trained him and people who bet Mage, which was very, very few. Very few people. Yeah. Sucked. Whatever. Um... Anyway, here's another here's another thing. Like so they had Forte, which I was really excited about. Um that horse it had the best odds to win the the Derby. It was a scratch Saturday morning. This is why, this is why you never bet horses until the day of Derby Day. Mm-hmm. And I'd say I would say you would you, I wouldn't even bet like get your bets together, but don't bet, don't actually bet until maybe a couple of hours before the actual Derby race. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, just with all the complications that, I mean, not only did we see this time in extreme measures, um, you know, you'll see in other uh, derbies before. Like, it it was a total of five horses that were um, forced to be removed from the field. This is the most scratches since 1936. They had five horses die the week of. They had seven horses die since April 27th. Like uh, they, they kind of they, they have to, dude. It's technology nowadays. They have to figure out a way that they can ha- keep these poor horses alive while injured. Like I understand why they have to kill them. Well, they don't. I don't know if they have to kill them, but I understand why they do kill them because they get injured and they can't really t- t- take care of themselves, and then they end up re-injuring it, and it's just it's a load of suffering for the horse. Yeah. Well, but, they actually, if it, like they actually have an injury on a limb. They spend most of their time, and actually, their their bodies are actually need to because they're thousand pound horses. They actually need to be moving around and standing all the time. And if you have them laying down, they develop like stomach ulcers, and then they're like just suffering. Right, it's it's just all suffering. And I, so I get why they have to put them down, but come on, 
we have to be able to we, we can we can make people taller by inserting like extensions in people's legs. We can we can repair a fucking horse's ankle. Like come on. But anyways, yeah. So it was uh it was a little weird. We had a bunch of horses die leading up to it. Um like I said the most scratches since uh 1936. You think we're going to get like a documentary like, you know, four down four years down the road, you know, Netflix oh, is going to publish this documentary like suspiciously these five or seven horses died dude leading up to the 149th uh derby run they they can have a field day with this with with all the steroids all the pee like there's so much pee everywhere that they just find samples of it on like little pieces of of grass like they did you see like last year they found steroids in the winner, the winning horses. Remember the this. This was a big oh, story. Oh yeah. They found steroids in the pee of a, of the winning horse that they found remnants. They they found it on the hay. Like apparently the horse just pissed on the hay and he his yellow stream got caught in the the in the hay and they extracted it from the hay and put it in a lab and decided that that horse's pee had a bunch of like uh, Hulk cum. Oh, they juiced up. Just juiced the fuck up. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that, see, that's what I'm saying. So they could just do shit like that and just complete, like, I don't know. Cause you know, these horses are getting shot up. It's just, it's just like baseball. It's like, they just haven't, dis- people just haven't discovered the steroids or f- found a way to test for the steroids that these, these horses are on now. Yeah. It's more of not like that they aren't doing it. It's just, you know, they're better at hiding it than then the uh, the regulators can actually discover exactly so it, it'll catch up but um yeah so again this has nothing to do with the fact that I lost money on this one but the top three were mage two fills angel of empire if you would have hit that trifecta at one dollar I think you would have ended up with if you bet a, th- a dollar on that you would have ended up with almost a thousand dollars if so if you bet yeah. If you bet a dollar and hit Mage, Two Fills, and Age of Empire, one, two, three, you would have ended up with almost $1,000, which is, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, hitting a trifecta is is hard, hard as fuck. And hitting a superfecta, that's all four. You know what I decided? All right. I decided this, I, all the freaking derbies leading up to this one, I have always been a name guy. You know, like, we, we're both big name guys. Okay. I've decided next year, Joe, I'm going to do something a bit different. And I okay. might even do something a bit different with with this next race coming up, the Preakness. Actually play the odds? No. <laughs> no, that doesn't ever work either. Um, I'm going to just play the numbers. Okay, numbers. Yeah, so you know how like um, Mage was number eight? Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I'm just going to pick numbers. I'm not going to look at the odds. I'm not going to look at the names. I'm just going to throw out, like, a Powerball amount of numbers. Make it into a real lottery. Yes. This is a fucking lottery for me because this is – everything else I've been doing has just not worked. Yeah. Like, come on. I can't do the names because Mage. What the fuck is Mage? It's like they wanted to do Sage, but they they ran out of uh, shit to burn. And they were just like, okay, we'll go Mage. I, I was thinking maybe they wanted to do Marge but got lazy. Or they wanted to do MAGA and got way too much pushback from the left. Bunch of different directions. That's going to be. Either way, fuck Mage. It sucked. Um, my guy verifying, 
he, my guy verifying. So I guess to your point, it was a pretty exciting race. Yes, it was like from start to finish. There was a lot of lead, a lot of people changing positions. Like my, for example, my guy verifying who I was hoping would win. Um, he came in sixteenth. But he was actually leading. He was leading. He was, um, yeah. And I want to say top six whenever they came to the final stretch. Right. And he ended up in 16th. So I guess in that, from that perspective, it is kind of exciting. Yeah. It just sucks for me. Um, let's see. What else did I have? I, it's always fun. It's nice. It's fun to get together. You drink some mint juleps. You watch some horses. You dress up in these fancy hats. Um, I, I don't know if any, anybody's been to the Derby, but it's actually like a lot of fun. The mm-hmm. inf- I didn't go to the actual Derby Derby, like where all the rich people like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes go, but I was in the infield and that was fun. It was yeah. A big jumbotron. And like, it was all people getting dressed up and really nice stuff. And then, uh, they said, fuck it. Whenever the mud came and they just went slip and sliding and got all their nice clothes. Disgusting. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh dude. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's it gets dirty, get literally sloshed. Sloshed, yeah. No, I, I'll never forget, man. I saw these people in like these white white suits and in like nice shoes and stuff, and they were just just sliding down this mudslide. Hmm. Yeah, it was wild. Um, but anyways, so did have anything else on the derby? Yeah, actually, one thing I was thinking about while I was watching it. I don't know. I I had to. I couldn't help myself but to think that this has to be like top five, like best sounds of sports that like, that you can get is like during a race of a horse race. You just hear like the, the hooves. Yeah, just to hear the thumping. Yeah. Like I was like, man, that is an awesome, intense sound. It you is. Know? It's pretty epic. Yeah. So like, I would like. I, th- I feel like we should maybe next week just like propose like a list of like top ten sounds of sports. You Golf know? ball going into a hole. Golf ball going into a hole, yep. Basketball um, swish. Yeah, basketball swish. Uh should be up there. Maybe like a goal line, uh goal line stand where the offense and defense alignment are clashing. Oh, that, that yeah, initial like clash. The, the the helmets and the shoulder pads pads hitting each other. Yeah. And then maybe uh what is it? We're, I know we're talking. We're going to be talking about Formula One Grand Prix, uh, the one in Miami uh, later on in this episode. But whenever they passing a curve, um, oh yeah, um, yeah. Nyum. I don't or, know. Uh, well, I think we can generate yeah, some good we'll do sounds. That. Um, sounds of sports. Kick, kicking a soccer ball. That would be probably on the lower end of it. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. A slap shot in hockey is pretty dope. I like oh, a good slap shot yeah. in hockey. Slap shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's come up with the list. We'll come up with a list of uh, the best sounds in sports. Tennis racket, a tennis ball. Oh, tennis yeah. Hitting a, tennis racket hitting a ball. That would be cool. Or a female hitting a oh, tennis ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, all right, let's do that. Here, write that down. We'll, we'll write the top ten sounds of sports. Um, but, yeah, if you got, you got anything else on the derby? That's it. All right, let's get to the NBA. Um Dude, some of these series actually turned into a really good series. I, I, I I'm kind of into them. Like, I, well, let's actually let's get started with the with the one that's not looking so great. Uh, Miami versus New York. New York Miami's leading th- New York three one. Um, New York kind of just looks like a shell of themselves right now. They they look like they they're in over their head almost. They they they. It's not 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 exactly like they forgot how to play basketball because they they're still they're 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 playing basketball but like 
it's just it's like there's no motivation there. Like Julius Randle says said it best, and I don't know why he says this. New York fans are hot, but if you saw he uh, at a um, press conference afterwards, he said he he thinks Miami just wants it more. Oh, Julius Randle said that. You can't say that. Yeah, you really can't. Don't say that. Knicks and Knicks fans already don't really like you to begin with, but don't do that. No, no, honestly. He probably rathers that you know Butler didn't play for Miami because that's honestly that's the only way they got a win so far was Miami was Butler was actually out game two. Yeah, he oh. probably just prefers that they, he wouldn't play. Yeah, I'm th- I think any Miami any opponent of Miami <laughs> probably preferred that. Uh, but yeah, it's just all right. Well, let's just get get Jimmy Butler out. I'm just kidding. I like I love watching Jimmy Butler. They it seems like they're kind of relying on Josh Hart a little too much. Like he he had a couple of good games, but. It's just it. It's he's not that. He's not the. He's not the. Not the dog. He's, he's not, not that guy. He's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Uh, he's just. You gotta. It, I, I think Jalen Brunson needs to be the guy, or Julius Randle, or somebody. It's definitely not Josh Hart, and 100 definitely percent not R.J. Barrett either. Um, losing quickly is probably ne- that never helps. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's good on the. He's actually good on both ends, but he's good on the defensive end. Um. Grimes is playing okay. Mitchell's playing decent. Like they're just they're playing okay. They're just not playing well, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And Miami, on the other hand, is Jimmy Buck. Jimmy Butler's just willing his team to to victory every time. Um, I can't help but keep reiterating that we did say that they were going to be a good dangerous team. Mm-hmm. We did say they were going to be a dangerous team. Also, I was looking at the 2022 playoffs. They actually did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they lost to the Celtics. Lost to the Celtics last year. They got they got stomped, but who cares? They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, dude. Yeah. Jimmy so to, to write them off this year because they were an eighth seed, I mean, you're seeing the consequences already of that. Oh yeah, for sure. They're gonna they're gonna go back to the Eastern Conference Championship, um, and depending on who wins the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics series, uh, they they match up with Boston pretty well. Okay, I think so. I think like they they obviously it wasn't very good for them last year, but I think I think this year they probably have a chance. I think they'd have a better chance with Boston this year than Philadelphia this year. Well, I know that we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, and Philly just got a set three uh, two lead on the, on Boston. So oh, they yeah. killed, they killed them, huh? Yeah, they, they they were winning pretty good earlier. Yeah, they got they had that like it was it was one of those games like I guess it wasn't like too big of a differential. I think it was like a twelve point or something like that. It was one fifteen to one oh three. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's considered a blowout. It's not really no, it's not I don't I don't think it's a blowout. It's it's a they it, it beat them. They yeah. beat them. But the thing is, is what I was gonna say is that Boston never really got close to that game. Uh yeah, we were watching it earlier. It was just like Every single time Boston scored, Philadelphia had a had a uh, response, mm-hmm. and like it would. I think there was a good a, uh, a good portion of the second half where it was like Philly just didn't miss. It would Philly didn't miss. Boston looked confused on on the offensive side. Um, yeah, Philly just Philly just kind of had his way or had their way. Yeah, I think uh, maybe. Uh, Joe Missoula might be in over his head a little bit. Might be. All right. Well, actually, that's. I guess we kind of did just segue into the next uh, series. But Philly versus Boston, two-two. Like we were saying, 
Um, this has been a back and forth series. Uh, it's now three two. Two blowouts from the Celtics, and then the Philly had the two games where they it was close, and then they just kind of had a, a decent beat down this game. Um, Marcus, let's put it this way: Marcus Smart should never take last second shots. That that's that's just a bad idea all over. He did make it though. Yeah, he but just didn't shoot it in time. Right, but he, I'm talking about like whenever they were uh, for. Um, at the end of regulation. No, oh, they're in the regulation. This, yeah, not this game tonight, but the last game. End of regulation, he shot and missed it. Now, the reason why, again, they left him open. And the, the, Philly wants Marcus Smart taking that shot. Yeah. And, again, I, 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 like as the play was happening, I said, don't pass it to Marcus Smart. Don't pass it to Marcus Smart. They tried not to. You could tell they tried not to. And they last second, they threw it to him, which I think Tatum should have just thrown it up. Um, they threw it to, they passed it to Marcus Moore, and yeah, he made it, but it was too late. Mm-hmm. Don't, that's what it just, it, it doesn't work out. It yeah. doesn't work out. Um, also, I don't think it's a very good strategy leaving James Harden open on a three. I just, no, I'm not a, I'm not a professional coach, you know, head coach. And, you know, quite frankly, with everything, how those NBA coaches are getting ousted, I probably don't want to be, but fuck no. Um, but yeah, I but my move wouldn't be to leave James Harden open. There's there's two guys on Philadelphia that I wouldn't leave open, and that's James Harden and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid for sure. Like I, we'll get to the we'll get to the coach firings here shortly. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, the two best players on the team, and then they like they they also have Tyrese Maxey who's doing really really well. Um, Again, I think Joe Mazzulla is just a little in over his head. He needed he needed to call a timeout at the end of overtime um, when they were down. Mm-hmm. I understand the no timeout call at the end of regulation when they were tied. Although now I'm starting to think that he just he was a deer in the headlights. He didn't know what he was doing. He just got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he didn't call a timeout at the end of overtime. Bad call. Bad idea. I mean, you're down by one. You need to make this shot. At least set up a play. Yeah. That was definitely a rookie error right there. Um, I mean, he, 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 you know what? He, I guess he gets a couple of those because he's a, a rookie head coach, and he was thrown into a situation that he wasn't supposed to be in. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense, but at the same time, you, you can't. It is the playoffs. I mean, every little detail counts. If only the Celtics had somebody, like, in their front office or, like, around the organization that, you know, is just – a genius at calling plays has proven it time and time again in both the Ooh, college pick me, and pick me. the pro level. Yeah, Joe. Joe. What's uh, that? What's that? Who is Brad Stevens? Oh, correct. <laughs> correct Amendo. If only they had a Brad Stevens in the front. Oh, wait, they do. They do have a, a fucking Brad Stevens. Why don't they? I, <laughs> Joe, Joe Mazzulla just needs to, to constantly wear an earpiece that is connected only to Brad Stevens' phone line. That's it. Yeah, and Brad Stevens is just telling him what to do the entire time. Yeah, it's not. It's not like that. Brad Stevens didn't already develop like a four to five year relationship with all of these players on this roster because they have not changed the roster at all. Can we talk about how much of a genius Brad Stevens is to know to to have the wherewithal and the self awareness to know that being the head coach is not the thing to do? No, being the, NBA head coach is it's it's down. It's stock down. Yeah. For sure. Dude, stock has plummeted. Yes. <laughs> it's in recession right now. <laughs> it's actually pretty close to a depression, dude. Because, like, if you're getting fired two years after you won a ship, it's, you're pretty close to depression. Yeah. 
That, that's so baffling. I mean, right, I guess we'll, we can we'll get move. to it. We'll yeah, get to we'll it. get to it. Let's get. Let's go to. Um. Okay. Actually, I forgot to ask you. Miami, New York. It's three to one, Miami. When? Uh, what? What do you think is going to be the next? The result for the next? Do you think it's going to go into six games? Do you think it's going to end at game five? Poss- somehow game seven. What do you think? Uh, well, it depends on Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy Butler plays, it's game game over in five. Okay, that's fair. I, I agree. I think regardless, it's going to be over in five. Um, if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, then yeah, the Knicks will probably send it to game six, but Jimmy Butler won't sit out another two games. Is he not supposed to play? Oh, no, I think he is supposed to play. Yeah, I'm just, I think he's supposed to play, I'm just too. saying, you know, based off the record so far, when Jimmy <laughs> Butler plays, they win. Okay, but, so yeah, it's going to be Miami in five. Uh, it was fun, New York, but... I don't know if you if you listen to like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, he won't go to the game. He said he's not even gonna watch it. Which, he, he's hot. Yeah, he's real hot. He's, he's not, very hot. He's not like the way it's uh, the Knicks are playing right now. Any um, stereotypical version of uh, you know impression that we've seen of Stephen A. Smith is all coming out right now. Yeah, and if you want to make fun of it, it'll all be applicable. Yes. Philly, Philly, Boston is three two. Philly. Does this game go into seven or does it end in six? I think it goes into seven, but I think uh, 76ers take it. Really? See, I think it go, if it goes into seven, Boston's going to win. If it goes, if Philly's going to win, it's got to be next game. But 76ers have proven twice already that they can win in Boston. So, I don't know. That's why I'm saying I think, I think they scratch for their lives, uh, Boston does, for game six. to bring it to game seven, but I think I just 76ers too much for them. I really hope this goes into game seven. So, I'm going to say game seven, Boston. Um, all right, Denver versus Phoenix. We have we, we we got ourselves a series here, boys. We got ourselves a series here, and it along with it a decent bit of drama. Yeah, I think we should probably just uh, address the Matt Ishba Jokic altercation. Probably let's start off with that. Yeah, right? should we should we grab that that you know drama by the yeah let's, let's by grab the ball the, real quick by, by, by the horns. Yeah, or the ball ball. Oh, we yeah, let's grab that by the balls. <laughs> Mm, I like it. He so for every, for people who didn't see Matt Ishba, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, he the ball went out of bounds and it happened to bounce to him. Matt Ishba held onto the ball and would not let it go. Mind you, it was that of a like a bear hug, you know, yeah, or a poo it, bear hug. It wasn't know? like he was just grabbing it with two hands, like maybe about to you know pass it or shoot a three. Yeah, you're right. He was he was hugging the ball. Yes, and. Jokic, um, like a kid on the playground, said, give me back my ball, and tried to take it. And Matt Ishba was like, no, it's my ball. And they pretty much just had a, a schoolyard fight. Yeah. Where the bigger guy, Jokic, ended up pulling the ball out, mm-hmm. and it just went flying, or it went flying into the stands. So it was the, Matt Ishba was sitting courtside, he grabbed it, then Jokic tried to pull the ball away. And it went even further into the stands. And then as Jokic was going to get the ball from the fan, Matt Ishba was standing right next to him. Mm-hmm. And Jokic, I, I, what's the best way to describe his, his the, it, it was a nudge. Like, I'm talking like he pushed his arm maybe two or three inches towards Matt Ishba. Well, he was focused on the ball. He was getting his, he was going to get his ball. Oh, yeah. He, he wants his ball, he wants his ball back. Yeah. Um, so he pushes Matt Ishba maybe like that. He barely touches him. This, this flop job by Matt Ishba is Oscar worthy. 
by far. It yeah. is it is incredible. This yeah. man got Jokic fined. He got a technical foul, and he almost got him suspended. Yes, and he doesn't even play on the team. Yeah, uh, you really have to, to diagnose the form. I mean, arms flaring, the head, oh. you know, face thrown to the side with the open look, like in disgust of like how could this could even happen, and then the reaction, overreaction, over the flop into his seat. He really could make it into the NBA or the soccer league. Yeah, and and afterwards, the where's the call, ref? Yes, the arms up, the 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 b- dumbfounded look on his face, like what? Where's my call? This, yeah, he he executed it perfectly. Yeah, potential lottery pick now it in was, the NBA draft. Oh, unreal. I mean, he played he played basketball in college at Michigan State. He was on that championship team. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's got that championship, dude. Hey, maybe he might be. He might go above Bronny. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll see in this not this next draft, but the draft after. Um, uh, for, let's. Uh, I'm gonna actually <laughs> break this down. Um, any other fan would have been ejected. I'm talking like any other, not just any other fan, any other person would have been ejected for that. Yeah, but like Jesus Christ Himself could have been on the sidelines uh, and sitting courtside, held the ball, pulled it. And been ejected. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who you were. The only person that was not going to get ejected there was Matt Ishba. Yeah. And that's because he is all of the referee's bosses. Well, because he owns the building, too. He owns the building. <laughs> he's the boss. That's the only person in the world that could have gotten away with it. They could have got it, yeah. It is insane. The fact that Jokic was fined and he got a technical foul, that should have been a technical foul against the fucking Suns. That shouldn't. That, that there ain't nothing that Jokic did wrong there. Like a fan got in his face. They should. They supposed to be pl- protecting the players. He just wanted to play basketball. He wanted to get the basketball, play basketball with his friends. Yeah, that's and, it. And technically, if you want to get real technical about it, it was kind of Matt Ishba was delaying the game. Yeah, like, and you're not supposed to do that. No. So if you want to get real technical about it, then yeah, it it's it definitely should have been a foul, or at least at least the fouls, the penalties should have offset it. You know, I mean, he could have been preventing a fast break right there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like the 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 fans are not supposed to do that. Um, and then he tries to. So his tweet afterward was. Was a great win for the Suns last night in an, amer- an amazing series so far. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or fining anyone over last night's incidents incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic and don't want to see anything like that. Excited for Game Five, go Suns. That's him trying to get out in front of it and trying to be act like he's the nice guy here. That's uh, which he, he's playing the game. He's playing Matt Eastwood. I I see how he made his billions. He's a very smart guy. Yes, yes. He he he's he's getting out in front of it, doing very well do, with that. He's got a very good relationship with his PR. Yes, um, <laughs> manager. Yes, that or he's he's just good at PR. Yeah, the, he he may actually have that role in within his company. You know, that's true. Like early on, probably. I mean, he owns the number one mortgage company in in the U.S. So, mm-hmm. like, he's got to have he's got to be doing something right with as far as that goes. You can't yeah, have and, bad PR and have the number one mortgage company. Like, that's just in the way that they market that they do. Rocket Mortgage. You everybody's heard of Rocket Mortgage. Is it? I, I okay. I think it's Rocket Mortgage. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. Oh, I was definitely riding on you on that one. Okay. 
Um, let me. I'm gonna look it up, Matt. We had talked about that earlier off air. Right. Uh, and uh, Matt, you supposed to see it. wholesale mortgage. Wholesale. Mortgage. Whole, wholesale mortgage. Okay. It, the number one. Yeah. It's uh, the number one mortgage company. Yeah. You like especially when mortgages, people need to have some type of trust in order to like they 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 have to depend on you, so they need to trust you uh, as a mortgage company. You can't have bad PR with in. in uh, and be a good mortgage company like that. Sorry, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Like I, I got I got some amusement out of it. Um, it was it was a series of nonsensical events. Mm-hmm. That's a great word. Great yeah. word. I um, because I, I just was watching it the entire time. I was like, just like, how is this happening? I, same. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, just like, what is going on right now? Right. <laughs> um. All right. Let's get at, let's get to the actual games. Um. I gotta, I gotta point this out. The last two games, Devin Booker has been on an absolute tear. Yeah, he had I, not this past game, but game three, he had, he went 20, 20 of twenty five for forty seven points. That's all. That's what's only making two free throws. That's efficiency. Only two free throws. He had forty seven points, twenty of twenty five. That is wild. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. Um, let's see. I, I did, I did want to take a look uh, <laughs> since Chris Paul has been out. Let's just call it spade a spade. The Suns are better without Chris Paul. Ooh. I know that, I know people are going to think that's disrespectful to Chris Paul, but I don't know. Jokic and Jamal Murray have still have been playing absolutely incredible basketball the last two games and the Suns are still the Suns are winning. Like it's it, the only thing that's here that's different here is Chris Paul's out. Now, I do think that like it gives Booker and Durant a I don't know. Sometimes a little bit of freedom to kind of do whatever they want. Like they, for instance, they are. Let's see. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They. Hmm. They are. They made. They are. In the last two games, they accounted for sixty-three percent of all the Phoenix points. All the Phoenix points. Yeah. So way more than half. Not way, but a lot more than half. Yeah. Half of Phoenix points have been Durant and Booker. And honestly, if it hadn't been for Schmidt in Game Four, at the in, in Game Four he had like 19 points. They would they would have even more. Um, yeah, this is bit. I'm I'm so glad this went to two and two. I want this is one of those series I wanted to go to Game Seven. Yeah, no, it, it did the complete opposite of what I said. I <laughs> yeah. uh, I did call uh, because it actually because of Chris Paul being out. I did say that it was going to be a sweep, but yeah, it did the exact complete opposite, which is great for basketball. Great oh, for playoff basketball. It's good. It's awesome. Um, it seems like the trend, obviously, here is the home team's going to win. So, like, Game 5, Nuggets. Game 6, uh, Suns. Game 7. Honestly, with the Game 7s, dude, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. I hope this goes into Game 7. If it goes into Game 7, I say the uh, Nuggets. Um... Th- yeah, the Suns th- gonna need to steal one from Denver. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so if it go- if it ends Game Six, it's gonna be the the Nuggets. If it goes into Game Seven, it's a coin flip. Let's see. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I think I think the Nuggets can win in Game Six, and I think it'll be a coin flip in Game Seven if it, if it goes to a Game Seven. Okay, what do you think? Um, I'm actually gonna go with um, the Nuggets in Game Seven. Nuggets in Game Seven. That's probably I think it's, the best call. Yeah, it's kind of more the conservative call. You know, the winner. Also, uh, yeah, the home field advantage or home court advantage is winner. Also, they, they they kind of the Nuggets have seen 
what the Suns are like without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. They are going to game plan a little bit better in game in uh, game five for him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to Golden State and versus L.A. Lakers. This is 3-1 in favor of L.A. Bro, I I can see the, the Lakers, like, this is a scary thought, but I can see the Lakers, a path to the Lakers winning the championship. Ooh, winning the championship. I can see it. Now, the only hiccup is going to be if the, the or the Western Conference Finals. And honestly, it doesn't matter which one. It, it doesn't matter if it's the Suns or the, the Nuggets. Either one's going to be really hard to beat. But if they can get past the Western Conference Finals, I think they can beat anybody who's left in the East. Well, I have to give you credit. You were right about the Lakers being a night, um, matchup nightmare Thank for, you. The, Thank uh, you. for the Warriors. Yes. I, I will recognize that. Um, but, yeah, you're spot on because nobody can guard Anthony Davis. And then, quite frankly, no one really can guard LeBron James. It's tough. I mean, LeBron James is still – he's still LeBron James. He's just older. He's in and he's, he's And he's not having to do as much. Right, right. And he's he realizes he doesn't have to do as much. So he's like the king of getting 24 to 28 points a game. Yeah. Like that's what that's his sweet spot. That's as long as he puts that up, he gives his chance his team a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Now, if if AD shits the bed, then that's when it starts to go downhill because then you're gonna have to start relying on peep on ran, on random guys, Austin Reeves, and then our breakthrough guy here in Game Four, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Yeah, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Like, here's the thing. Uh, that four that Game Four was it was um it was good. It was good. I don't know what happened to the the Warriors towards the end there. It kind of they kind of fell apart. Um, Steph missed a couple of threes. Clay Thompson and, and Jordan Poole are just non-existent right now. I don't know. Did they leave the spot the the pool party early or something? Uh, well, it's you know summer has arrived and the pool is drained. It's empty. Oh, it got drained. There's no splashes at all. Well, th- it's it's this heat wave. How the hell are they gonna? How the hell are they gonna stay cool? I mean, they gotta go pop a fire hydrant or something. Yeah. I shoot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to expl- how to explain it, but yeah, it's shade ain't doing it. They need to find some water. They need to find some water. Yeah, they gotta find some water. They gotta. That's the only way they work. They need it, even if they let's say they just start with a kiddie pool next game. Mm-hmm. Game five. Let's start with a kiddie pool. You can fill it up with the garden hose. That's fine. It's a, still a pool party, okay? Yeah. Uh, the, then, then you get a little, you get a couple splashes in. Then you upgrade. We'll upgrade to a bigger pool, okay? And then we'll get an underground. Then you can go to a fucking water park. But let's let's start small here. Yeah. Um, you're starting to see green, you know, throw. I mean, grow in the wrong places. Oh yeah, that's gross. <laughs> oh. Um. But anyways, yeah. Let's give credit where credit's due. Lonnie Walker the fourth, 15 points in the fourth quarter. If he doesn't do that, I seriously think that the Warriors win this game. Well, yeah, you you know the unsung or the um, not the unsung. I'm thinking of like the uh, unlikely, unlikely hero. Yep. Um, and this is this is big because the Lakers survived third quarter Warriors. Yes, third quarter Warriors were there that game, and they survived. They they actually kind of almost went toe to toe. I think third quarter Warriors had 32 points, and the Lakers had 27. Warriors had a significant lead going into the fourth quarter, and then Lonnie Walker came out of nowhere. Just, you know, just decided to say, hey, you know, I'm on this team. I, I exist. I'm here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the the Lakers outscored the Warriors 27-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was wild. I will say this. The Warriors' hope 
is relying on Steph Furry. Steph Furry? Steph Furry. So I don't know if you're familiar with the um, the Instagram um, or, yeah, the Instagram user Air uh, at Air Korg, but it's the, uh, the no. Corgi that uh, shoots the inflated basketball into the two goals and makes predictions uh, down the staircase. Uh-oh. So I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he, uh, so Air, Air Korg, or they like to call him Steph Furry, he uh, shoots this inflatable ball down the down a stairwell, and then on the bottom of the stairwell, there's two baskets, and one he puts in as the Lakers, and the other one he puts uh, a sign as the Golden State Warriors. Now, so far after four games, he has accurately predicted the series for the Warriors and Lakers. Really? Yeah. So uh, he, where is this? I need this page. If yeah. I had known about this page, I. My betting probably would have been completely different. It probably would have been completely different, right? I, I, I need I need these type of things in my life. Now, if you watch the rest of the video, it actually predicts that Warriors are going to win in Game 7. So, oh. basically, Warriors are like, in doggy, we trust. Okay, in doggy, we trust. I'm, I'm down. I want to see this go into Game 7. It's <clears throat> Now, the Warriors, if there's if there's any team in the NBA right now that can, that can come back... Uh, the, this the Warriors are, are it mm-hmm. now, and this is this is kind of like, I, I this would be poetic justice if Curry can come back down three to one against LeBron, <laughs> right? It's like, come on, how oh, awesome would that man. be if, if if Curry came back and beat LeBron down three to one? Like, yep, it would just it it would make everybody everybody happy. Yes. Except for like obviously except for Lakers fans, but everyone would be happy about it. It would be a Hollywood storyline. That the, would be that would be an NFL script right there. The devil would be happy about it. Like yes. fucking Medusa yeah. would love to see that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like come on. Nobody wants to watch this. Let's give give us a game 7. Just at least give us a game 7. That's all I ask for. Yep. Um okay, let's see what's so so actually all right, let's go. What are your predictions for this? What do you think? What do you think uh, they're gonna do? We believe in the doggy. Oh, let's go! I'm going with the doggy. I'm gonna go Warriors, Warriors in Game Seven. Warriors in Seven. Let's go! <laughs> I'm down. I'm actually. I might go put a. I might go put a uh, bet in. Put a little bet on it. Put a little little bet ski on it because it. Come on, it's gotta be. Um, it's got the odds have got to be awesome. Oh yeah, it's got to be great. Oh absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else on the playoffs? I think that's about it. That covers everything. All right. We got a couple of NBA news uh, segments. We'll start with Bronny. We'll start – actually, yeah, let's start with Bronny. Because mm-hmm. Bronny to USC, that's kind of what everybody was, think, was thinking. Um, nothing nothing I, got, I see here. Like, I, I he's going to be a one and done. At least he's going to college. That's nice. Yeah. Um, L.A. is the new James um, family residence now, yep. you know, with LeBron being in L.A. So, he's, yeah, he's no longer just a kid from Akron. He is a kid from Akron, Cleveland, Miami, L.A. Um, yeah, he just he just goes all over the place now. Yeah. I'm not sure who the USC coach is, but uh, I'm. Do you, do you want to know who it is? Who is it? It's infield. Infield. Florida Gulf Coast. No. Indian field, yeah. Bro, Dunk City? <laughs> Dunk City. Man. How awesome is that? I was, That's pretty cool. I saw that. I was like, who, how the fuck did they, did they get uh, Indian field? Yeah. Yeah. Dunk City, baby. So I, I'm actually kind of pumped for it. Yeah. I, I'm just, what I was going to say is, and this is kind of a critique on the situation, but I'm kind of curious, especially with him being local, how he's going to handle the LeBron James, like, 
Like, I don't know if LeBron James is going to be kind of active, you know, with his – because I know he's going to watch his son. But is he going to take a step back and not be, like, hands-on in coaching? Or is the coach going to have to deal with, you know, is LeBron he gonna, James? Is he going to be that annoying dad on that, the sideline? Yep, yep. Um, I think I think he's going to let Bronny do his thing. He's he's not, okay. Or I let hate, the coach do his thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big LeBron James fan, but it's mostly because I'm a hater. But he's actually kind of he's like not a bad father. Like he's actually oh, he's, a great a, dad. he's actually been a pretty good dad. Oh yeah. So absolutely. I actually do think he's gonna be like he because he did say he's like he, he he when people ask him about like what, what Bronny's gonna do and stuff, he's like he always says that he knows what he wants Bronny to do, but he LeBron also acknowledges that Le, that Bronny Jr. is going to do what Bronny Jr. wants to do, and that's that. Yeah. So I get it, it's fine. And I also like uh, to like I guess to fin- to kind of conclude it, I think Bron- LeBron's gonna do. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna interfere. Okay. I think he's gonna be a good, nice dad. He's gonna go to the games. He's gonna root for his son. We'll see how good his kid is. Um, I I don't know how how good he's gonna be. Uh, apparently his little brother is even taller than Bronny. He hit a growth spurt. He hit a growth spurt. That's the that's the real athlete right there. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I feel like I got um, we all got kind of screwed when LeBron didn't go to college because that's one that's something we all wanted to see. You know, LeBron James in March Madness. Yeah, come on. Who yeah. wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, a Duke. He probably would have been a Duke, unfortunately. But. Come on, LeBron James in, in March Madness. That's that's what we wanted to see. So I guess we're kinda... actually. I think he would have been Ohio State because I think he was a big Ohio State fan. I, I, he was, but I think I think Shashevsky. Uh, the like rumors are Shashevsky had his uh, has claws on him if he uh, was going to go to college. So. Gotcha. By claws, I mean he he opened up the checkbook. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, we all knew that. All right, good. Um, let's see. The last bit of information we got to get to is uh, Milwaukee coach. Um, Mike Bootyholder got fired. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name, so he's Mike Bootyholder for me. Okay, dude, this is getting insane. This is this is absolutely insane. The last so the last four champion uh, NBA champion coaches, uh, three of the last four have been fired. Yeah, Frank Volt, uh, Nick Nurse, and and Lou Ty Lue. No, not Ty Lue. Yeah, Ty Lue was fired after he won the the 2016. Ship and got fired. Oh, so okay. No, no, no. Well, no. the last four. If you're saying last four, so last year was Steve Kerr. Last year before Steve. was Nick Nurse, and then the year before that was the bubble with Frank. No, 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 no. The last year was Steve Kerr. The year before that was Mike Bootyholder, and then the year before that. Oh was, yeah. Was uh, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, I think. Yeah. In and 2020, then, and then no, 2020, the bubble was uh, Frank. Frank Volgin. Frank. Yes. And then um, Ty Lu. I thought Ty Lu was. Who's the rat? Yeah. I don't know. It, let's put it this way. Three of the last five or six, at least half the coaches have been um, that have won championships in the last uh, five, six years have been fired. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of kind of absolutely insane, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I don't I don't understand. It's it's like that's why we think Brad Stevens is is the smartest man in the NBA right now for not coaching. For not coaching. Yeah, for being a GM instead of coaching. Are you you got it pulled up? Well, I was pulling up the champions. So like Golden State, Steve Kerr. Yeah. So um, or yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, Mike Mike Booty, Booty Holder, and then uh, Los Angeles Frank Lakers. Frank Vogel. Yeah, Frank Vogel. Then 
Um, Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah, so then Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, and then um, Ty Lue. So, yeah, I was right. Yeah, Tyron Lue. Yeah, with yeah. The, I, I thought about. Yeah, because you got to take into account the 2017-2018 Warriors. The, Steve Kerr's got three of the last six. Holy shit. Yeah. He's got three of the last six, four of the last eight. Bro, Steve Kerr's got half of the last eight years of championships, man. That's wild. Pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I was right. But you were right. I, I forgot about Tyron Lue, but it, it spans back all the way back to 2016. 2016. Because Steve Kerr, yeah. It's a little you know. deceiving because I said the last four championships, but I meant the last four uh, coaches. Winning coaches, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I I think there had to have been something going on with the front office, but nobody's going to want to coach the NBA right now. No. Nobody's going to – who the fuck are they going to get to coach? Like, NBA championships can't even save you. Right, exactly. Like, the only person with job security right now is Greg Popovich, and that's because he's been in the league for so fucking long. Yeah, and they're just waiting for him to retire. They're just waiting for him to either die or retire. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's wild. Like, who else, who else in the league? Like, the Boston's gone through, like, I, think, I feel like four different coaches in the last two years. Um, <laughs> to, I, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, like, Eric Spolstra? That's about it. That's Eric Spolstra and Steve th- Kerr, basically. Steve Kerr and Popovich. I don't see anybody else. Like, it's, but at, at this rate, I mean, I would, I would say Steve Kerr better watch out. <laughs> I don't you know? know about all that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, I don't know. Spolstra's making making lemon lemonade with with his beat up lemons, and I guess Jimmy Butler would be the sugar. Yep. But yeah, dude, I, he's it. It's not. It's not worth it to be a coach. Almost, it's, it's sad, but yeah, it's it's a this is a player sport. Um, all right, you got anything else in the NBA? That's it. All right, let's get to let's get to OT dish uh, on this day in sports history. Uh, in 1945, in the U.S., this is a kind of a, a derby esque one. But in 1945, in the U.S., the wartime govern government ban on horse racing was lifted. So apparently there was a government ban on horse racing during World War Two. Okay. Which is confusing to me because I didn't know they still used horses in World War Two. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I don't. So I don't understand where the ban came from. I guess they. I guess they used horses in World War Two a little more than we thought. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they. I guess they were. They had tanks and cars and stuff, but I guess. Horses were still kind of used. I mean, they still used them in that one movie where they had all the machine guns with the Marines. I don't know what that's it was a, called. That's a very specific <laughs> job you did there. You, you don't even remember. Out. You don't remember that movie though. It was like the like the seven or something Marines that were on like stuck in this one place and they were all on horseback and they like defended themselves by um, with riding around on horseback. I'll have to figure out what the movie is, but. Um, I yeah, so no, I don't remember. Maybe they that. still used it in. Um, I don't know. I've seen Saving Private Ryan a bunch of times. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't see any. Maybe it was a commander thing. Maybe it was like the commanders had were still riding on a horseback because it's better to give commands from like a higher point of view. <laughs> I mean, know? this isn't the Battle of Gettysburg. Man. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with these horses. Um, but yeah, th- there was a, a government ban on horse racing that was lifted. Interesting. Yeah. What you got? All right, 1961, Baltimore Oriole, Jim Gentile. I probably 
probably mispronounced the name, but whatever. Whatever. Hits two grand slams in one game. Nine total RBIs versus the Minnesota Twins. Oh, wow. Two grand slams. Nine RBIs in one game? That's wild. That's like a single-handedly, single-handedly won the game. Yeah, that that would have single-handedly staved my fucking fantasy team. Right. Um, that's a, that's pretty impressive, though. You got the 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 uh, bases got juiced twice for you. Yeah. And you capitalized. Um, let's see. This is uh, 1993. The Phoenix Suns beat the LA Lakers 112 to 104 in overtime to become the first NBA team to lose two playoff games at home and then come back to win three straight. This is hope for the Warriors. Okay. This is my hope for the Warriors. It has been done before, so you can do it. Just do. Just do. All right, what's your next one? All right. Well, this is two events, but in the same day. In the same game. Um, so the New York Mets, Kevin Elster, uh, errors after 88 airless games um, at shortstop. And also in that same game, New York Mets, Rick Cerrone, uh, errors after 159 errorless games as a catcher. 159 error, errorless games as a catcher. As a yeah. catcher, dude? Because you're throwing into a second. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, But they just... Completely fell apart this one game. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it was a full moon or something. Some wolf decided to, to have sex and howl really loud, and then it threw everything off. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that threw things off, but, yeah, it threw well, me off. So I, I'm just hearing it. Yeah, I know. It did, right? <laughs> Maybe Saturn banged Uranus, and, and they had Pluto as a kid, and that's what fucked it up. Again. I've been doing all this astrology shit lately, and man, it, this is great. I, I figured out why shit goes wrong. Are you, are you sure you're reading the right stuff? <laughs> I, I might be getting scammed. I don't know, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I read it right. Yeah. Uh, okay. You might have to check your source on that one. <laughs> well, when Mercury goes in Gatorade, I will. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. In, all two, right. in 2001, in Accra, Ghana. At least 120 people died in a stampede at a soccer match. 120 people died. Uh, over 120. Okay, so I, when I saw that, I was like, that's insane. This is the, uh, Over 120 people died in a stampede at a soccer game? That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I, so I looked it up. Two, these two teams were the two most successful teams in Ghana at the time. And they played each other. Now... Officials, they had an idea that this game was going to get rowdy, that people mm-hmm. were going to get drunk, people were going to like get angry. Go um, Green Street hooligans on them. Go gr- real Green Street. Well, Black Street, um, well, never mind, not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to do the, Ga- <laughs> the Ghana version of it, but I, I'm just going <laughs> to. Let's stay away from that uh, Yeah, one. we're going <laughs> to stay away from that. You, know, you, can't, you can't knock them out of the park every time, you know? It's not as, it's, yeah. All right, we're going to. Uh, Back to this, okay? These yeah. are two most successful teams. Officials were expecting disturbances. Um, so the lo- the team that lost, the losing team's fans threw plastic all over the field. I think probably they probably had like beer bottles and shit like that. They threw it all over the field. So police thought, thinking that there was going to be a riot or something, they they shot out um, tear gas. Ooh. Now this that is what resulted in the panic. Okay. And so that caused a stampede. And it crushed uh, 126 people. 
Now the big problem is they had mo like the 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 way they described it was it was kind of tough, but they had like a few of the gates were closed, so they closed up the gates whenever the the um the game starts, and so that they only have to worry about two two different gates on either side of the um the stadium. You okay. Know? So like they they don't have to so they don't have to have employees just sitting there doing nothing. Um. So whenever the the fans saw that they were tried to get out and they saw the gates were closed, it it it, it created a even more panic. Oh wow! So yeah, these people just literally got stomped to death. Um, this was the third deadliest disaster in the here in the history of soccer. Only third. Only the th- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the um uh, the the other two next week. Okay. I'm, I'm do like a, like a little additional segment. Gotcha. Because yeah, I'd be curious to see that too. 126 people. That's only the, that's the third. That's that not only num- made third. That's, that, yeah, that's number that, that, that hit the it hit the podium. It got bronze, but that's it. Didn't we talk about soccer fans being the craziest fans? They are. Well, we've we've mentioned that multiple times. Yeah, this this verifies that. They are the craziest fucking fans. All right, you got anything else on that? That's about it. All right, let's get to NFL news. Um, dude, I'm excited, bro. Like, did you? How did you do against uh for the draft against uh, Mel Mel Kiper and Todd McShay? So. Yes, my. Uh, so we did the first first round. Obviously, I only did the first round prediction. Um. And going against Todd McShay's final and Mel Kuyper's final. So how we judge this, because it's kind of hard to judge because, like you said, and like we talked about, it's nearly impossible to get the exact you know combination on everything for the NFL draft. It's, it's nearly impossible to get, to get half of it. Yeah, um, just even harder than March Madness. Yes. But so what we did was we put half a point if you got a player to the right team. Yep. A half a point if you got a player to the right position of which he when he got drafted, whether it was first, fifteenth, thirty second, one of those positions. Um, right position, wrong team. Wrong team. And then we also, but we gave a full point for if you got the right team in the right position. Yes. So, with that being said, Mel Kiper got two. He got two. He got two. And he actually didn't even get two completely right. He just got he got one right, which was Bryce Young, which everybody got. That which was a, all... that was a give me. That's like that's like the the center of a bingo card. Yeah, you know how they they get they give you that freebie at the they... center of the bingo card. That's basically what it was. That's what Bryce Young was to yes. this to this game. <laughs> and he didn't get another point. And no, he just got half points, like just elsewhere. Yeah, because he so he didn't get he just I think he got like. What Will Anderson to the Texans or something in the wrong? Or no, see, yeah, Will Anderson to the Texans in the at wrong, number two at number two instead of number three, three. and yeah, in one in one other one. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the other one, but nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. So but, you you so the, he only, he only got two points. Yeah, you I could tell like I can see where his frustration was stemming from on draft day because he was pretty frustrated. He was hot. He was hot. He was hot. <laughs> that man. That man. You can tell when that man's that man's mad. I mean, and he tried to make a case for Will Levis too. Like I mean, that's that's how hot he was. Oh yeah, yeah. You could see the steam coming out of his ears. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um. So then moving on, Todd McShay. Todd McShay with that scoring um, on that scoring line, he got five and a half. Five and a half. Yes. So he ends up winning it because I got end up getting four and a half. You were um, only one point behind Todd McShay. Only one point behind Todd McShay, and I didn't do any trades. You didn't do any trades. You blew Mel Kiper out of the water. Yes. 
And and you made one mock draft. Yeah. Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper, they had time and they made seven. Yeah, they, they made yeah quite a bit. They probably made eight or nine, too. Mm-hmm. And they get paid to do that full time. And you're pulling up here one point behind Todd McShay. Yep. Destroying Mel Kuyper. You, you beat Mel Kuyper two years in a row. Yep. So, I mean, Mel Kuyper, you might have to watch out. I might be getting your job here soon. I know you've been hey. in the business 30 years, but... Joe, you coming. I'm coming. You coming. I'm, we're you coming. Coming for Mel Kuyper's job. We're coming. I miss Coach O. Because we play football. Football. We run the ball. We're coming. And go Tigers. Go Tigers. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think he got married or something like that. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he got he got a shit ton of money. Let's put it that way. He got a ton of money, and uh, yeah, he got. I think he got married. Good for him. Was it to the Tinder girl? No, he's. I think he stopped banging girls on Tinder. Okay. Good. Good for him. You know, he moved. He, he's maturing. He's you know he's getting better. But he is maturing. Right. Good. 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 I'm I'm happy to see that. Um, all right. Let's go. Let's move on. Um, real quick, Dex, Dexter Lawrence got a four-year, ninety million dollars extension. That's sixty million of it guaranteed. He, he's going to be the third highest-paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Defensive linemen are cashing in they, big time, and for good reason too. For good reason. They're 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 like great defensive linemen, especially those athletic, freaky defensive ends mm-hmm. are. They're they're invaluable. They're invaluable to the NFL. They're 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 so good, and they need it. They're such a necessary fucking position. Well, I mean, if quarterbacks are a you know necessary to win Super Bowls, then you, defenses have to counter in some way, and that's through the defensive line. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Last thing on in, in the NFL, and then we'll get to F one. NFL schedule is going to be released this Thursday, mm-hmm. May eleventh. Um, I this is. The, the the NFL makes new ways to just flex its penis all over everyone every single fucking year. And it's getting ridiculous, but it's actually getting so ridiculous to the but it's it's to the point it's getting so ridiculous now that it's to the point where I have I just respect it now. Yeah. I can't I can't keep fighting against it. It's a losing battle. I mean I almost feel compelled to do a mock draft on what the schedule's gonna be. That's true. Ooh, like, that's a good... That's, like a that, mock schedule. That'd be fun. Yeah. We could just, like predict out what's going to be the first game of the season. It's yeah. going to be Eagles-Chiefs. Eagles-Chiefs for they're, sure. They're playing each other, but it's just... They haven't gone through the uh, actual full schedule of it. And the fact that, like, just the, the schedule is so... Uh, for a league is so intriguing. Mm-hmm. It, it just goes... It, that's just a testament to basically how... The NFL owns all of our brains. Oh, they've just got us right where they want them. Right. They can do whatever they want. They can squeeze harder. They can, like, be sensual about it. They can kick us in the nuts, and it doesn't – it won't matter. Yeah. Um. So, the let's see. There's a couple of new things, actually. The NFL will have a Black Friday game, first time ever. Mm-hmm. NFL is just taking over the entire year. Um. We can't even have Black Friday. Yeah, I mean – Tuesday and Wednesday, better watch out. They, you right, you right. <laughs> so black, they're gonna have a uh, for Black Friday game for the first time ever. Um, this is a big one. This is a big one. Games don't necessarily belong to networks anymore. All games are free agents. Uh, free agents, dude. They have created an entire new free agent pool. Yeah. 
made out of TV networks. They're gonna have they they are like they're just like making those TV networks dance for them. They're oh yeah, like, dance my puppets. It's like, hey, how can we squeeze even more money out of these TV networks? <laughs> oh, that's right. Let's just do it like free agency because all those free agents get billions of money. Yeah, or they're just they're having all of them fight over the games. Yeah, it's just we'll we'll just start a just this giant. Just giant war with all the TVs, yeah, the TV companies. So yeah, that's that they're gonna get even more money, which because these these networks can afford to shell out hundreds of millions of dollars. They're like, yeah, we, we see Bezos with all that money over there. He's just gonna, we'll just let him bid on whatever game he wants to, because we know we're just gonna get a bunch for those games, billions. Um, so teams can be on Thursday night football twice. This has got to be some kind of punishment for being bad at football. Either that or it's just like, hey, Jeff Bezos, whatever game you want and whatever game you want to pay. And whatever, whatever teams you want to see? Yeah. You, if you, oh, you want to see those, two, those teams? Okay. Um, I don't think we can get that. Oh, there's $200 billion. Yeah, sure. We'll get it, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Suck it, teams. Y'all got to play twice on Thursday. Yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> we're we're going to keep going and buying more yachts. Um, now, this is another big one that I think is awesome. Um, not all teams are guaranteed a primetime spot. That's pretty awesome. Right? Like, I'm sorry. No offense to the Texans fans and Commanders fans, but if they play each other, I don't want to see any of those. Like, even if they don't play each other, I don't want to see the Texans in, in primetime. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Tampa Bay in prime time. I don't want to see the Commanders in prime time. I like. They, there's just these teams that I'm sorry. Nobody wants to see in prime time. Well, I think we were at risk at, of you know having Chris Collinsworth like die on air, you know, with some of those games that we had because you know, they, they it was just miserable watching them sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and honor, they were miserable about like watching that. They game. they were not happy. No, not happy at all. Um, and like. I know some people would wouldn't mind watching Chris Collinsworth die on air. Joe and I, we kind of have a special place in our hearts for him, not because we like him. Oh, absolutely not. No, because but he's just he's so much fun to make fun of. Mm-hmm. He just I don't understand why he does some of the and says some of the things he does, but it's just such like entertainment gold. Yeah, absolutely. So we love it. We love it. But yeah, we'll um. Next week, we'll definitely look over, we'll peruse through the NFL schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll see some key matchups. We'll see who's in prime time, see if they're going to, f- like, which games they might flex. Would be, would They should just leave certain spots open, don't you think? Certain slots open? Or do they already do that? What do you mean? Like, just, like, don't, do they, when they come out with the schedule, do they show whether it's on prime time or not? Or when do they show whether it's on prime time? Oh, I think some of the games they have preset for the 12 o'clock time. Because um, they can flex. They can and flex. They can, the, and they can always the flex, yeah. I think they what they originally used to do was they used to plan out the Monday and Thursday night football games. And then the, the Sunday, they would just kind of let that be free. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, because they kind of have to do the Thursday and the Monday night games. For yeah, sure. for safety reasons. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the NFL? Uh, that's it. All right. Real quick, let's go through this. I watched my first F1 Formula One uh, race Okay. this past weekend. The Grand Prix. It's a spectacle, man. They like they have a whole thing. It's an all-day event. Um, you now, it did help that it was in Miami. Miami's 
gorgeous. Um, there was a big party. They had a lot of stars show up. Yeah, there was. Patrick Mahomes, he, he must have went straight from the Derby to F1. Like he, because he was at the Derby and then he was at F one. He just enjoys sports. Yeah, he just loves sports. He, he just loves sports, sports. Big sports guy. Yeah, we we won't really talk about his little brother, but big sports guy. Yeah, we like Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay, because there's two other Mahomes that we're we, don't care for too. Don't much. associate him with them. Um, but yeah. So this was a whole event. They came out. They announced all of the the racers. They had like the Miami cheerleaders out. They were just they announced them over the megaphone, the <clears throat> microphone, and it was a it was a whole thing. And then like there, there was, it's fifty seven laps. Like these guys are just they're incredible drivers. Mm-hmm. They uh, Max Verstappen. I'm a Max Verstappen guy. I, I picked him. Bef- Let's put it this way. I picked him before I, the race and before I even knew anything about him. Max Verstappen's a G. Oh, he. He balled out. He balled out. He started off in like the ninth position, I think, and he just he just wiggled his way up like a little gummy worm mm-hmm. to the to the front. Yeah, and so they they kind of have to. I don't. They're not. They don't have to, but generally these cars will make one pit stop per per race. One pit so, stop per race. Yeah. So you know how you see in NASCAR they'll they'll make a, multiple pit stops throughout the race. Mm-hmm. This. They they only make one pit stop, which I'm okay with. Okay. And what they'll do is they'll they'll when they when they go into the pit stop, depending on how many laps they have left, depending on how the track is playing, they'll put like what they call like soft, medium, or hard tires on them. Yeah. And yep. so like the mediums, I don't I don't really understand exactly how it all works, but you Max, know it exists. Yes, yes, <laughs> they exist. Max Verstappen had ten laps left, and he went into the pit pit stop. He put on medium. Medium tires. Okay. Now I don't know if he's just. Uh, he, that's I don't know what that means. So like he, they they maybe turn better or they go faster because he w- he went he went and passed up his uh, race mate for Red Bull really quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it let's put it this way: it was awesome. It was in, it was incredible. Max Verstappen won. Um, he won by a landslide too. He was it wasn't even close. Yeah. No, um, it's incredible to see those. I mean, because the way it is, it's not. It's not like you know NASCAR where you have you know you're making a left turn, you're making a left turn type of thing. Right. Like these actually, these courses or these races, um, these tracks are you know intricate little tracks that, quite frankly, it's incredible the stopping uh, startup and the go that they have to Bro, do on these. They're going. They're going. They go from forty miles an hour to two hundred miles an hour like that split second, and then they slow back down. Yeah. And it's it, the just the engineering behind these cars. Like I was get my friend was explaining the brake system. I don't. I my my that's way too big for my brain. Yeah. Way over my head. Yeah. Um. But it, with the way he was explaining it, they like they 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 not only do they brake, but they use like the 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 force or whatever something they 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 utilize they recycle air. Use the force. No, they you were they recycle air and oh, okay. they use air. To propel them forward and to help them stop, mm. so they it, they might use the force. Hey, you know what? They probably do some Star Wars shit down there. I don't know. Got a couple of Jedi's in the engine. They probably did. That's the only way they can they can drive that fast and and, and be that that good. Yeah. So like little baby Yodas, you know. Yeah. That's the only one. So that could actually okay, fit you know there. what? This is just this. What what was the in the Phantom Menace? What was the what, the podcast racing? No, not podcast racing. Oh, um. Pod racers, yeah, pod racers, pod racers. So this is just this is just nowadays, or no? Because 
Star Wars is in the future, so this will just turn into pod racing. Yeah, so it's present-day pod racing. Present-day pod racing. So they might be using the Force. Okay, good. I'm glad we figured that one out. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? Uh, I think that wraps it up. All righty. We will see you all next week. Love you all. Later.